This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Welcome back to the Daily Digest with me, Sharmila Ganesan, Tisha Uik and Lim Su En. So before the break, we were talking about whether KL is a musical city. And now in relation to our second story, uh, we have a Twitter poll going. Yes, so we're asking you, what do you do when you feel lonely? So 46% of you have said that you plan some activities. 35% of you said that you do nothing about it. And 19% of you said that you do reach out to someone. So you can join the conversation by tweeting us at BFM Radio or WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. And so we're asking you this question because a new study has found a link between um, living alone and common mental disorders such as mood disorders, anxiety and even substance use disorders. Mm. And the main driver of this relationship is actually loneliness. Right. Mm. So, But there have been studies on the link between living alone and mental health, but these have tend to focus on older people and also specifically on depression. Right. And these studies also didn't look at how other factors, for example, such as the lack of social support, can influence that relationship between living on your own and mental health issues. Mm. So... What exactly contributes to mental health issues in those living on their own? Well, a recent study actually aimed to find out the answer to that. Um, a team of scientists had a team of scientists compiled data from three national psychiatric morbidity surveys conducted in 1993, 2000, and in 2007 uh, in England. And the surveys involved more than 20,000 individuals who were aged between the ages of 16 and 74. Mm-hmm. Um, the range of data uh, that was included in this survey um, includes. The Things like height and weight, level of education, employment status, uh, alcohol and drug use, uh, social support, as well as uh, their feelings of loneliness. So unsurprisingly, the study found that, uh, first of all, the number of people living alone has increased over the years. So from 8.8% in 1993 to 9.8% in 2000 and uh, 10.7% in 2007. Mm. Um, The researchers also found that across all age groups and sexes in all these three surveys, there was a significant link between living alone and having a common mental health disorder. So while they couldn't determine the cause and effect, you can't say that living alone causes common mental uh, health disorders. They did find that loneliness explained much of the association between the two. So loneliness, you know, is a feeling that all of us have likely felt at some point Mm -hmm. or another. Um, You know, and usually when we feel alone, um, we we feel cut off or isolated from the people around us. Mm, While we don't have data on feelings of loneliness among Malaysians, surveys have been carried out in other countries. And for example, a survey by the BBC in October 2018 found that a third of um, British people said that they often feel lonely. Mm. Uh, In Japan, data from 2016 found that more than half a million people under the age of 40 haven't left their house or interacted with anyone for at least six months. Um, And in both Canada and across the uh, European Union, uh, the share of uh, solo households are estimated to be around 30 to 35 percent so quite a quite a significant number yeah. Yeah. the one from Japan is um, is quite a unique cultural phenomenon mm-hmm. in Japan yeah. as well right and we're talking about really young people people in the the height of their right sort of below below yeah. 40 right? That's yeah. right yeah and I think just for comparison during 2016 if I got this right it was about 127 million people um, living in Japan so this is still quite a significant proportion of having half a million of Mm -hmm. people that Mm. 
just haven't left their house. Yeah. yeah. So loneliness has been described as an epidemic, actually, uh, and a public health problem. So, you know, we talk about diseases being epidemics. And now we're actually talking about, you know, putting loneliness in that same category. And this is not only due to the effect of loneliness on mental health, but it also has an impact on our physical health. So research has shown that loneliness uh, can be as bad uh, to our health as uh, smoking and obesity, where people who are lonely and isolated are more likely to have heart disease, Mm. stroke, immune system problems, and possibly have a harder time uh, recovering from cancer. Yeah, it's quite worrying when you see that it can have an impact on your physical health mm, as well. Yeah. So to help us understand more about loneliness and how it can affect um, our health, earlier I spoke to Dr. Eugene T, a senior lecturer from the Department of Psychology at HELP University. So here's our conversation. Is there a purpose to us feeling loneliness? In general, well, there is a purpose to all our emotions, and so loneliness is no different. Uh, loneliness is the subjective feeling experienced when there is a difference or discrepancy, rather, between the number and the quality of relationships we would want to have and the ones that we do have. So put it another way, we feel lonely when we feel that the high-quality relationships we would like to have in our lives is generally lacking. So it's not surprising, for instance, to find people reporting feelings of loneliness if they've moved to a new city or country they may generally lack the close contact with the family and friends they left back home. We are, after all, a social species, and so we survive and thrive much better in supportive, cohesive communities, as did our ancestors. So the function of loneliness may very well be to uh, prompt you to form, reconnect, or strengthen your bonds with those within your social environments. And do you find that people who live alone are more likely to feel loneliness? I think there is a sort of intuitive connection in between those two. So, And the research does show that there is some relationship between living alone and lo- loneliness. But to be fair, some people can live in single-person households and not feel lonely. So in this case, I think it's important to distinguish between loneliness and solitude. So simply put, solitude is acceptable, even desired alone time. So introverted individuals, for instance, might need some downtime away from people to recharge, but they're okay with that. So a person who lives by themselves, but has a strong supportive network, say their neighborhood, the families live close by, or they have interest groups in and around the city, they may not necessarily feel uh, lonely. Uh, In contrast, you can have someone living in a bustling city, have lots of friends on their social media accounts, they, I don't know, go out for parties every weekend, but they still feel that sense of disconnection and therefore feel lonely. So long story short, there may be a relationship between living alone and loneliness, but it's not a, not, not always the case, I would say. So the study in the article linked loneliness to, um, and living alone to common mental disorders such as mood disorders, anxieties, and even substance abuse. So why does loneliness contribute to these issues? Mm. I think being social creatures, we have often lived together in communities that shared resources and we provided support to one another. But something else also happens when we interact with those around us. Some scientific studies show, for instance, that close supportive connections triggers the release of uh, feel-good chemicals, I'll call them dopamine, for instance, giving us a feel-good boost of positivity from sharing and mimicking other people's emotions. So our good relationships, too, I should say, are bonded by another uh, chemical, neurochemical called oxytocin. And an easy way to remember oxytocin is to think of it as the cuddle hormone. Uh, And so this um, neurochemical actually enhances the trust between people. Laughing together with friends or receiving hugs from them can trigger the release of this chemical. But on the flip side, if you think about prolonged absences, it triggers the stress response along with chemicals such as cortisol. So the feelings of isolation and exclusion really promote, uh, prompt us rather, to 
be more vigilant. And if we experience this fight or flight response over time, it can lead us to experiencing poor health outcomes. So these include mood disorders um, and anxiety, like you mentioned, but people can also resort to replaying undesirable thoughts when they're lonely, mm-hmm. engaging in substance abuse or even emotional eating as ways to cope with loneliness. Loneliness has also been linked to not only mental health issues but physical health and mm-hmm. has been said to rival issues like smoking and obesity as a health risk. So mm-hmm. why does the feeling of loneliness have an impact on our physical health? Well, there is evidence to suggest that loneliness increases the chances of premature mortality. So and we've known this from research from, say, the past three decades or so. So for one, research is from uh, Brigham Young University, for instance, uh, found that social isolation and feelings of loneliness accounted for about 29 uh, to 26% uh, increases in mortality, respectively. Another study by the Department of Health Sciences at the University of York shows that poor quality social relationships increases the chance of coronary heart disease by about 29% and the risk of stroke by 32%. Uh, In yet another study, uh, this time it was of breast cancer survivors, shows that those who reported greater feelings of loneliness were more likely to report greater pain, depression, fatigue. And the reason for all of this, um, at least from that very last study, was that individuals who are more lonely are more prone to immune system dysregulation. Mm-hmm. So this increases their susceptibility to poorer health outcomes. I think in addition to the physical aspects of it, I think there's a subjective, more social component to loneliness. And if it's really about our connections, our interactions, the quality of our interactions with people, not having good quality interactions can lead to all these, uh, can manifest itself rather in physical health consequences. So speaking of interaction, social interaction with people, nowadays we have technology in our phones, social media, which means that we are more connected than we've ever been. And, mm-hmm. you know, we can so easily talk to our friends, to our family via technology. What impact has this had on loneliness? What does it mean to be lonely nowadays? That's a really interesting question, and uh, there's quite a number of research that has looked into this uh, particular aspect of loneliness, all the factors driving loneliness. Technology and social media, like you mentioned, is one of them. Uh, I would say one of the paradoxes almost of modern, urbanized, tech-connected living is that loneliness is actually increasing, not decreasing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pin the blame solely to technology or social media, but we can't sort of eliminate the possibility that tech and social media have something to do with this. So I would say that we are more connected today than ever before, but our connections via technology is not yet a perfect substitute for in-person interactions. So sure, we can see, we can hear another person through their phones or their computers, but we don't exactly have the richness of interaction that comes from seeing, hearing, or feeling the other person directly. So I would say we interact with screens, not with people. Um, Another reason might be that we expect tech-based interactions to be instantaneous, and we become impatient when it isn't. So we're living off instant gratification that we get from tech, when in fact, face-to-face communication may not necessarily go as smoothly. Sometimes you get chemistry, sometimes you don't. Um, this has also led to some other studies suggesting that increasing mobile phone ownership and subscription to social media may be another reason for why there's also been a noticeable decline in empathy. So as a result, I'd say we become increasingly disconnected, detached, and distant from one another Um, And I think technology has something to do about this. So I think what tech and social media has done is cause us to live alone, but together. (laughs) We're alone together, I should say. (laughs) So that was Dr. Eugene T, a lecturer in psychology. We're Mm. alone together. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's really true, actually. 
Mm. Yeah, and um, you know, we have been asking you on Twitter, what do you do when you feel lonely? And uh, we have a couple of replies. Uh, she certainly said that I choose a plan to do some activities, but truthfully, to do something is also pretty easy. <laughs> I and guess then, the difference between planning to do something and then actually doing, doing something. It. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And Malasaya also said that um, a simple walk at the mall or doing some house chores will get rid of the feel. Mm. I, th- I, th- I think even the word loneliness is uh, it's a pretty big one to unpack, isn't it? Yes. Um, it could be a very mild form of loneliness or so something simple like doing some house chores, just getting on your feet and getting some blood moving maybe uh, helps you feel productive and, and energetic. But, you know, I have read of uh, more severe types of loneliness very possibly linked to major depression mm-hmm. where then you can't even, you don't even have that energy to uh, get get out of bed, you know. And it's, um, I think uh, it, it would take a lot more to, uh, than to say, oh, just, you know, get out of bed, do something, you know. It, it, there's, uh, there's more uh, going on in the brain chemistry uh, than we should assume there. Mm. Yeah, and it's also, um, I think it, it can be a bit of a cycle, can't it? Because the, the more lonely or isolated you feel, uh, the less you feel able to reach out to people. True. Yes. So while saying you should reach out is easy, mm-hmm. um, it is actually a lot harder for people to do it. And of course, then the more you don't reach out to people, the less the people in your lives become a constant presence and then that feeds back into that cycle of feeling mm. lonely. And you you hear so much and I think uh, uh, Dr. Eugene said it as well, you can be amongst a lot of people mm. yes. uh, seemingly have a lot of social connections but actually still feel lonely and so, um, you know, in cases like this, who do you reach out to? Somebody, you, you, you may be looking for someone who would understand why you feel lonely and that person may not be in your network. They may look at you and say, hey, You've got tons of friends, uh, colleagues. Why do you feel lonely and brush it off? Right. right. But I think that's that's also the thing, isn't it? Having a lot of friends doesn't necessarily mean that you've formed um, quality relationships with them. And mm-hmm. it just may be a, a, a superficial friendship, to put it in a way. And mm. it's not someone who can really you can really talk to or understand how you feel. Mm, yeah. I think that um, it also uh, that that dimension of how we now interact has also changed in terms of technology, mm-hmm. um, where I, I do realize you know when we think about working from home, for instance, right? Um, because of things like. Uh, Skype calls and work meetings and WhatsApp and so on, we are constantly in touch with people. In mm-hmm. fact, there may be, um, you know, a whole day where you're just talking to people all the time. But like you said, Suan, it may not be quality communication, quality, mm, yes. you know. And and when you're working from home, if that's what you do and your work involves so much technology, mm-hmm. uh, you know, going six months like uh, those people in Japan without leaving the house or meeting people mm. seems like a, a, a fairly plausible reality yeah yeah and also um you know conversely though um so the the studies uh the surveys that we discussed earlier uh, for this story um was uh, not only they asked people about feelings of loneliness but really they were looking at living alone as a sort of proxy yeah. uh for uh, loneliness right but I think for a lot of people, living alone does not equate um, being lonely, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, Shamila, I know you live alone now. Yeah. We've all lived alone at some point yes. while we're studying and all that. Um, you know, what makes that? What makes it different? Uh, what makes it different for you that you are living alone but you don't feel lonely? No, I think that's actually a really good question because um, I don't feel lonely a lot, <laughs> but uh, because I have 
a strong social support system. Mm. Um, you know, my family lives in the same city. Mm. I have a lot of friends. Um, I dare say I have friends at work that mm. I'm happy to see every day. You dare say. I, I hope so. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, these things kind of um, help with that that uh, conventional idea of beyond a certain age, you should be married, you mm. should have kids, right? And I think sometimes that has a lot to do with why people feel lonely. That sort of external idea of what that life path should mm. be. Yeah. And yeah. if you are perhaps not on that path, um, th- this feeling of, of um, perhaps not having done the right thing correct yeah. um, and so you've ended up alone yeah. like these are these are thoughts that people impose on you yes yes yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and i think in my own experiences living alone i i do sometimes just enjoy that that solitude like i think dr eugene mentioned as well there's a difference between loneliness and solitude mm. and sometimes like the introvert in me just enjoys that you no know, me time that i get just not having to interact with other people right. and just enjoying the time as you know for myself. Yep. Well, um, how about a final check in on our social media poll? Oh, wait, we do have someone on WhatsApp. Yes. Um, just so Janie messaged in. She, um, she said, I'm about 60 years old and have chosen to live alone for over a decade. So, having returned to Malaysia after decades, there's little common interest with old friends and families. New ones share recreational activities, but not much else. So, the best thing I've done is to open my home to paying air, air guests via Airbnb. Wow. So, I meet folks mm. all around the world, find common topics of conversation and interests with them. Some become friends and even return frequently. Mm. So, it's become one of the best ways to stay connected. Oh, that's really interesting. Well, actively taking steps to. Yes. to to meet people, yes. I think yeah. that's an excellent thing to do. Yes, yes. Um, we, al- uh, we also have your Leng Sui who said that when I feel lonely, I go over to my parents' house or my best friend's house. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that that points to the importance of having your a uh, support network, like mm-hmm. you yeah. said, yeah. Shamila. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So um, just a final check in on our social media poll. Yes, so we've been asking you what do you feel when you what do you do when you feel lonely? 43% of you said that you plan some activities, 36% of you said that you do nothing and 21% of you said that you reach out to someone. That's interesting. It's a lower number for reaching out to someone, yeah. right? And I yeah. would have thought that would be uh, sort of the go-to for most people. It may, it may speak to the fact that perhaps they just feel like they don't have that someone to reach out to and that's right. why they feel lonely. Or, or in the, as in the case of the person who WhatsApped in earlier, that sometimes you have to actively take mm. measures to manage your own feelings mm, rather right. than relying on someone else. That's true, yeah. Well, you can keep the conversation going. You can continue tweeting us at BFM Radio. You can WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. We're also on Facebook. You can search for BFM The Bigger Picture. And if you missed any part of this show, you can download the podcasts at bfm.my on our BFM app and also on Spotify. Coming up at 3pm on Live and Learn, Kelly Anissa will be speaking to Lawrence Todd of Ideas about their latest report on the economic impact of granting refugees in Malaysia the right to work. We leave you now with Let's Stay Together by Al Green on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.